guys. Welcome back to a new episode of Not So Average. I almost forgot the name of my podcast. <laughs> um, it's been like I've, I've missed a couple of, or I missed a month really, mm-hmm. but it's been a it's been a hell of a busy month. Um, I've been getting stuff ready, and I've I've got some new equipment in, and this is my first in studio, uh, <laughs> in studio in air quotes uh, interview. Uh, so today I've got uh, Joe. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, Joe Alvarez. Uh, I know he's the class. We take a Muay Thai class. I'm sure you know. 42 years old, uh, first time father. Hold on, you're 42 years old. Yeah. I always forget this because you, like, you, I'm gonna have to put a picture up for uh, to go with this episode because <laughs> you do not look 42. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that. I, I'm thankful for that. Is <laughs> it has to be what you're doing with like with everything else, right? Yeah, and I, I uh, it could be probably that, and also I, I think it's I don't drink or smoke, and I haven't. I used to have. A, well, that's actually why I got into powerlifting. I was a, at a I used to drink too much. Then I stopped for, and I haven't touched anything like maybe going on eight years. Really? So, so I, powerlifting is kind of what it saved me, because I totally believe in. Uh, and I some people probably don't, but I believe in. I have an addictive personality, so when I drank, I went all too much, and then I had to stop. So I started lifting weights, but at the time I didn't know what I was doing, so I'd work out for like four hours at a time, and then uh, <laughs> it would be so much. Literally, I'd have to jump in the shower because if I couldn't, I couldn't raise my arm. They cramp up. I couldn't even use wash myself. So then I started reading and figuring out and meeting other people that were lifted, and I'm like, I'm doing it way wrong. And then I I, I adapted to the right to to the right way to do it. Okay, so. Explain really quickly. Well, I guess you don't have to do it quickly. <laughs> Explain what what, it, what powerlifting actually is. It's uh well, if you compete, it's it's how much you could do for one rep. So it'd be a bench, deadlift, and squat. There's some that do overhead press, which I I, I like doing a lot. Uh, but just for a main competition, it's those three lifts. So it's not you're not trying to get big because okay. you'll see some uh, bodybuilders that are really huge. But they're not that strong. Ronnie Coleman was one of the few that was hugely seven-time Mr. Olympia, if I'm not mistaken, and he was uh, strong as hell, man. He was a cop, actually a cop, still big, <laughs> great guy, man. He has this documentary on, on uh, Believable. It's awesome. But uh, so that's what powerlifting is: is how much weight you could push at for one one time. So that's completely a whole different thing than yeah. from like from like how from a uh, body. Oh, body. it's way different. There's something that they call power building, which they combine both. And that's it's hard to do because powerlifting, it's it drains you, it drains your soul. I mean, because I'm older now. When I was younger, I could do it, right? <laughs> I could do it, and the next day I could, I'm cool. But not now. And with this Muay Thai class, it's hard. I weighed up to 240 at one time. Right now I'm about maybe 223, 225. But uh, uh, I was what I was doing was I was going home, powerlifting, going to class. I would be so tired, my eyes would be red, I'd be dizzy. It, it was uh it's too much to do that. It's very intense, especially when you deadlift. It's you after I deadlift heavy, it's like you I can't do anything the next day. I I'm just like drained, man. It really if you do it to the extent that I do it and I follow a program, it uh uh it, it's it's intense. That's crazy cuz there's I've always I you know, I'm not a I guess I could say like I like when I do weightlifting, it's not. I really honestly have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. that's. I think I can honestly say that. Like I'll go in, I'll I'll, I'll Google some stuff. Like if I want to do, um, lightweights, you know, high rep. That's what yeah. I want to get toned yeah. with. So I'm like, 
Googling stuff to do it. But when I go to the gym, I honestly still don't like, I don't know what I'm doing. You are, so I'm assuming you're kind of like, are you self-taught? And just through, uh, I used to go to the gyms, but that's when, uh, uh, it's hard to do that with work, the job that I have and it's many hours. So I usually stick to everything. I have everything in my garage. I got a power rack. I got everything I got that I need is in my garage. I got a deadlift bar, which is the greatest thing I ever bought. But it's true, like you said, because deadlifting, you would tell someone that and they would think, oh, you just bend down and lift this. It's not. It is so technique oriented. It is insane. I, for about, oh, man, dude, I want to say close to two years, all I did was read about it. I would literally be watching TV, everything. And it's not to make it sound, make you laugh, but when me and my girlfriend were going to be intimate, deadlifting would go through my head. It was never <laughs> not on my mind. My screensaver was a, a 500 pound deadlift bar that says i'm waiting for you and i finally hit it and i put it on facebook and i hit it and now i i could hit it like that's my norm now and it wasn't uh, uh it was all i thought about man and i was reading and i couldn't understand when they're talking about leverages and how close you should be and how you throw yourself back and then i finally got it and you tighten your lats and you set yourself and you breathe and there's something called a vascular breathing where when you're doing it you're like you tense up and you don't breathe out that didn't work for me but you got to find what works for you and with your body type and your size of your arms it's so so much to it so there's like a whole like because i'm not this is one of those things that like i said like i'm not i have no idea what yeah. this is i i did very minimal research because i'd rather have you yeah. teach me and so like when i hear powerlifting you know, I've seen YouTube clips of like CrossFitters doing deadlifts oh, yeah. and all this stuff. Those guys are crazy, right? Um, I mean, I don't even understand how they don't get hurt more often. They because it's all form, and it they are amazing, amazing athletes, but they're so out of form and with their weight, and because it's all speed and just intense, man. Yeah. So you were talking about the intricacies of yes. powerlifting, and I'm gonna cross my cross knowledge of this is would be like with more time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, any anything really like tennis, right? You can pick up a racket, you can swing the ball, or swing the racket and hit a ball with it, and it's going to go out over the fence. Like, most people will do mm-hmm. that. Like, it, it takes, it takes, I guess you could call it, the, everyone I think knows it as like the 10,000-hour 10, 10, rule. Yes. You got to spend that much time to get really good at what's going on. That's exactly right, and that's why when I hit the 500, when I, I wasn't even going for it, and I, I would literally... I hate saying it, but that was my main goal. I didn't, I mean, I could bench 380. I could, uh, uh, overhead press my, my weight, 225, 230, uh, and all these things. I squat a lot, but the, everything was a deadlift to me. And so when I hit it, it blew me out. It blew my mind. It literally blew my mind. It took me 20 minutes to get over it. And the thing that sucked <laughs> about it is when I tell people they see me, I'm not a big dude, but that's the thing about powerlifting. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, and I was a little bigger before, but because of the Muay Thai, I lost weight. And it, it's it's hard to do both. It's gonna be it's almost impossible. But uh, uh, I knew that eventually I'm not gonna be able to power lift. I mean I'm gonna always lift. But uh, the Muay Thai, I think I could do that for a while. So I'm not trying to be a real fighter. Or I'm just trying to be in shape, and it feels good to go. And um, but yeah, man, uh, that that deadlift was uh, uh, that's what people have a misconception that they think that because oh you did it. This one uh, forklift driver where I work, and I showed him the video. And he actually got off the forklift to look at it because all I had, <laughs> all I had was the the screen. The reason I didn't put the whole video on Facebook because I start cussing like a crazy man and I sound like an idiot. You, you know? know what was going on in your head? Like, 
It was, was that just a completely it, emotional Dude, reaction? and then that's what people don't understand because anyone that knows me knows that I, before I had my baby, my beautiful baby, I talked about my two shih tzus and I talked about deadlifting. <laughs> that is it. Nothing else. And if we, if they were of the same, like-minded, we could talk about atheism and, and, uh, universe and all this other stuff. But if not, that's what I'd always talk about. I, they come up behind me and I'd be watching video, YouTube videos of little shih tzu puppies and I'm like, what the hell are you looking at? I'm like, so I love them. <laughs> So they would uh Your YouTube search history that is <laughs> yes. powerlifting and shit series. It was totally, bro. It was totally. And then now, obviously, that's different with my baby. But so he got off and he looked at it. And he goes, "You're not even big." And I'm like, "Well, that's not." There's some huge powerlifters. I'm 42 years old. My body genetics is I I can get up to a certain size, but you'd have to change a little. And my my whole thing is strength. And I know I got a couple more years where I could. Because now I want 600. I want a 600-pound deadlift, nice. man. So I want a 600-pound deadlift. You've got a goal, man. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. So you're pushing. You've hit your goal. Now you push yeah. further. You want to push And further. that's what I was trying to explain to people. It, with anything that you do that you're passionate about, Muay Thai, even video games. There's A friend of mine is like top ranked 116th in the state. And he literally would take vacation days, stay up for 48 hours with a thing of monsters next to him. Train. Train. Yes. And I can't fault him that. That's his vibe. That's his um, release. That's cool. But uh, uh, I'm like, it's it's it. What you don't, what you're failing to understand is 500 ain't a lot. If there's people listening to Powerlift, they're gonna be like, that ain't shit. And it's not. But to me, it was, and it was a goal that I had in my mind. And I, and even when I thought I was gonna get it, I was like, it's not the, it's not the end result. It's the journey. It's the every step. It's the thing. And that's what I love to do. And it just so happens that I made it. That's that's. That's the best, I think, I, uh, explanation. And also, it's really humbling to to hear, like, because that's that's always my problem with a lot of people who have these preconceived notions, or, or like, or who are in the sport and have uh, this expectation. You know, like you said, that 500 is not a lot to some powerlifters, mm -hmm. but it's like everybody's got their own yeah. journey. Yes. And I think that's like probably the best outlook you can have yeah. because for me like Muay Thai I would say is kind of it's an old passion but it's it, at the same time it's just fighting in general because mm -hmm. I was an MMA fighter mm -hmm. beforehand and I just I got into martial arts and I loved everything about it so it was one of those things where like everyone who has these expectations of you you're not gonna like oh yeah so you do this you do this and then it's it, they just don't kind of get it mm -mm. So like for you, when you hit that 500 mark, mm. it was pretty much like, because the way you explained it, it sounds like the first time you win a fight, right? You knock the guy out, you submit the guy, and you're just running around the Chuck ring. Chuck Liddell would Chuck yeah, Liddell. Yeah, you, that's what you do. Hands, hands you like I mean? just yeah. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. exactly how it was. And then, but I did it the way I did it with a, a, a 35 and a 10 because I wasn't expecting to do 500. I just wanted to feel heavy on me. So then my I wanted to do ten wheels and plus two the ten ten forty fives plus the bar it's four ninety five and you put a two end caps which used to five so then I did it again with all those and I'm like man I feel good that went up too easy and then I put five twenty and I did it and I'm like man bro maybe I, I and then the problem there is there's something called ego lifting which a lot of people both suffer through even I sometimes go back to it it's when you lift too much and you lose your your uh, uh, your your proper um, form. And that causes injury and pain. The first time I bench 300 pounds, I'm like, now I'm going to squat 300. Never squatted before. <laughs> Put it on my back. <laughs> it just dropped me down. And I'm struggling to get it up. My back hurt, but I didn't stop working out the next. Let me tell you, bro, 
I was so passionate about working out. See that finger? I smashed it at work. Uh, I was crying. The first thing still. I said was, I can't work out. And my coworkers like, are you kidding? We got to take you to the hospital. I literally would – I couldn't grip, so I put the bar on my palms and just push it up. I was obsessed to the to no end with working out. It was all I wanted. And all I wanted was uh, – first I had wanted a – uh, a 300 pound bench and I got it then 315 and I got it and then you keep going from there yeah and then the deadlift you keep going from there but uh it was it was a uh, it was a supreme passion for me so let's let's shift gears I'm I'm always interested in like uh the origin stories of, of people I mean because like you said it's it's always about the journey and, yeah and I've talked about my 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 origin story a lot and it's it, it like, you know shortly it was always it started out when I was, you know, I was bullied, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and I just, my family has a history of martial arts. It's so funny you say that, not to interrupt you, but my girlfriend works mental health. So my girlfriend had told me, I've been with her 11 years, when we met, she told me, she, she tells her psychiatrist about me, and I don't, it's weird how they almost hit it on the nose with me. I mean, she said that the psychiatrist told her, he's he has the tattoos, and he's in the physique, and he's trying to get size and strength. Because he must have had a bully background, and he wants to put forth a, a, a persona that don't mess with me, because this is going to happen to you. And then uh, she told me, and I'm like, well, damn, that's not it's too far off. Really? Okay, so like, you know, it, no one. I'm not going to lie here. Whenever you meet someone, there's always yeah. a, an expectation. Yeah. So it is completely true that you mentioned this because when you when i first saw you, you look like one of those guys who are always like um like tough exterior. Yeah, I hate that. I got this, you know, like I'm exuding. And then when I found out you're kind of a nerd, dude. Yeah. Like when we first started talking, I'm like, this dude loves The Office. He's <laughs> fucking, he loves, uh, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I'm man. like, wait, wait. Are you telling me? <laughs> dude, this imagine living with me. We're watching a movie and I'm pausing it in Birdman. And I paused it and I'm like, do you <laughs> see what he's doing with the camera? Do you see the angle? How is it? It's like one long shot, and my girlfriend's looking at me and she goes, no one would care about that. And I'm like, there's people that are, is, I'm, I could say, like, a, uh, a cinephile. I mean, I'm really into movies, man. Hell yeah. You know? I love it. I love the dialogue. I, the best dialogue is the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, which I literally have a CD of the movie, not the soundtrack, the whole movie. And I'll drive around and hear the whole movie playing in my truck. And I have the almost verbatim the beginning of that movie memorized. Adam Pulp Fiction, I'll just hear it in my car. And I, my brother-in-law's like, the soundtrack? And I'm like, no, man, the whole movie. So if I'm driving somewhere, I'm playing the movie and just listening to it, man. It vibes me out. I really like it. So it's... it. Going back to the origin story, then, yeah. Like, how did you talked a little bit about like the addiction, the addictive yeah. personality? So, when when did this all kind of start, and why, really? The powerlifting. Well, like uh, getting to that point. I, it's hard. For, I, I don't know, man. And it's weird that you say that because someone had just asked me that. Why? People, I'm 42. I have friends my same age. I don't have no more close friends because they choose to not stop carrying guns and drinking and hanging out. Even though I look like that, I don't do that anymore. Even the way I talk, the way I tell a story. I was telling this friend of mine the other day, yeah, and I, I told him, hey, dude. And I was like, well, I didn't say it like that then, but I say it like that now. Uh, I don't know how I got out of it. I don't. My sister's uh, asks, asks me all the time. She's a, My sister's a published author. She went to Fresno State. She's all legit, right? Jesus Christ, and dude. And I'm me. The more I'm learning about you. <laughs> and I don't know. She, I don't know why. I mean, I thought it was intelligence, but I knew pretty smart people. Something in me didn't want it no more, and it was a lot to do. A lot. About 80% was my girlfriend. I knew that I was already hurting my family by 
the things I was doing. So I tried to get sober and then I, I needed to do something. So weightlifting was back then it was just lifting weights and that's all I would do. I would go to work, come home, lift weights, go to work. I needed something and it got to where it was a crazy obsession where like it, I felt like that's how I got sober that I needed some outlet and that was it. And then, uh, uh, Muay Thai came along and I started to do that, but, uh, that was a whole different reason for a different reason. But yeah, that was basically it. And, and I know that if it wasn't for powerlifting, or and when I got into that, uh, it, I don't know if I would have got as sober. I mean, I know I didn't want that life, but it really, because during that time I would still go out and drink one day, and the next day I couldn't work out because I was my body was going down, I was all shitty, and I'm like, man, this isn't right, this isn't working, and then finally I just I cut it loose. And I, I don't know if everyone's like that, but I know for me, I don't think you've ever had an issue with alcohol or drugs, but you need something. You need something, whether it's uh, knitting or video games or Muay Thai. You need something to focus all that energy. I don't know why I'm wired like that, but understanding that I am and accepting this is just how I am, that's just the way I am. And I and that's what helped me, even though at the time I didn't know until now I realized that if it wasn't for that, I don't know what, what would have happened. It's it's it, it's quite interesting because, you know, like I have uh, not a lot of experiences yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, you're right. I I don't have, uh, I've not found I, a huge fan of alcohol. Like in fact, I think uh, the first time I ever drank was like 24, 25. No yeah, I stayed away from it because I had uh not such a good rapport with it. So I just kind of stayed away from it. It was like a personal choice for me. Yeah. Um, but the addictive personality, I think, kind of, I don't know. If it goes with like the obsessive nerdy kind of stuff, because if you if you think about like how some people can get, mm-hmm. you can you can obsess over things. And I know like I get super obsessive over stuff. Like for me, like I I played Resident Evil two for the first time in my life, and then that was like the my introduction to zombies. Yeah. Oh and no, then, kidding. Yeah. I I didn't know anything about zombies until Resident Evil 2. No, none of the movies, the old movies. No, none of that. Wow. So like as soon as I found out what zombies were How good that, is The Walking Dead this year, man? Oh god, oh, so god. good. So I like as soon as I found out about uh, Resident Evil 2 and zombies, I started doing like I went through a whole wormhole. I discovered George Romero, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, I did a whole zombie marathon. <laughs> now like, That's just like me, bro. That's funny though because when I someone turned me on to the uh jack white's music and then or the black keys or or music that i never heard and that's what i love about being alive when you hear like nick cave i don't know if you know who nick cave is but he uh oh my god and then i just want to have that everything around me i wanted around i want to just wear it like a fucking jacket i just want to know all about this music i want to just live in that and i just want to know and feed off of it and then i want to tell everyone about it and it makes them crazy because they're not they, I, you know isn't that weird that some people don't have that passionate about things they could just take it or leave it 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 is it's to me i I like when you do talk to someone and they like you ask them what do you like to do and then the their response is like i don't know party (laughs) you know i've always like you know you get that but like when you ask someone like someone like you like what what do you like it you've got like a whole yeah whole list like the what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Not just referring to me, but I think those type of people are more interesting. Like you, everyone, Alex, all these other guys that, uh, I was telling you that you could uh, interview, they're, they have more of an interesting outlook on life than just the, and I, and I don't mean to be offensive to anybody, but like the Homer Simpson guys, a friend of mine, he, you could work 
go home, eat, have a beer, watch the game. You don't have no deep deep thoughts about anything. And my mind never shuts down. I'm always thinking about stuff. And what about this? And what about that? And I hope that my daughter would get some of that, you know, because uh, uh, that would make him really happy if she was into just knowing stuff, man, and being curious about everything. Well, she's gonna she's gonna be like the complete opposite. She's gonna be a jock. <laughs> she could be, man. <laughs> okay, so like when it sounds like to me that like your story about powerlifting is it it's unique because there's no it's a it was like a slow journey. Like you mm-hmm. started out just regular weightlifting. Not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. When when did you discover powerless? About oh, that's a good question. Probably around about the time that we moved into my house, I got turned on to it. There's some guy, Jim Weedler. He's a power pressure power lifter. He has a program five three one, and he has all these really great. He's a tough dude. He looks like a tough dude. Real good guy, man. I don't know him, but I read a lot about him. See what he do. So then I started to do that, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm way wrong. I'm not doing the right things, and I started focusing on his stuff, and then I started looking into it more. And then there's uh, the Lily Bridges. This dude's a phenom. He's a kid. He's just a beast. And then, uh, uh, of course, uh, Louis Simmons and uh, Brandon Lilly, who I like a lot. I, I did some of his programs, too. And then I started focusing on that and realizing that you could build your strength up. And the things, the weights that I thought were just crazy are re- reachable if you just do the right things and do – and the hardest thing is not going too far because when you power lift, it's so strenuous and everything is a lot. It's not like, um, it's not like bodybuilding where you're feeling a burn. You, you feel, uh, there's nothing. I can't even describe it unless you did it. When you deadlift heavy and you accomplish that weight and, and it's, man, some people say 80, but I really think it's a hundred percent mental. If you're not ready mentally to do it, you're not going to do it. If you don't feel good, you're not going to do it. I think that's like, true for a lot of things, yeah right? a lot i'm of, sure like a lot of stuff is a ton more mental than yeah. they say because like i know like the, the biggest misconception for fighters is that they're all meatheads and there are a lot of meatheads mm-hmm. in in like combat sports and i'm guessing that could be the same for powerlifting like there there are like you know they're meatheads yeah there can there can be a couple of meatheads but then you get like to because when you talk to someone who's like obsessive about stuff their their personality type is completely different from those who are like I just train like I'm gonna use this example because it's my favorite example. Like I walk in and you know I'm I'm hitting the bags at, at GB3 and some kids like oh yeah I train UFC and I'm like oh you're one of those meatheads. heads think <laughs> you're like you it's so weird know. people. I mean I know people like that they want they think that it makes them like tough or something or that's if there's something they're trying to throw out that vibe and I hate when people ask me about it. I like train and they go oh you train your I'm going look man. I train Muay Thai like if – say the guy – you know when you go to the movies and the guy that takes your tickets and you ask him what do you do? I'm in the entertainment industry. That's how I train Muay Thai. <laughs> that's, where, that, that's where I'm at at the level. Don't think that I'm, uh, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm, I don't. I just enjoy it. And I know I'm not that good because I don't put enough time in it. Uh, but if I did, I'm sure I'd be okay. But uh, So don't think that because then they think – and that's what I hate when they see me or they – and then they're, oh, this guy thinks he's tough. No, dude, I don't. I think if we got in a fight, you might have some problems, but I don't think that I'm tough and I don't want to fight with nobody. I just want to go through life and be cool. I just do this because – and the sparring, like we were talking about earlier, it, it is scary a little. I mean, not intimidating, but it's a release you get that is almost like deadlifting or something, but it's different. It doesn't feel the same. But I, every time I'm done, I feel – you know more how to explain it. I just feel better. Yeah, even. it's 
the way I equated it before, it's not even just sparring. It's going to yeah, the gym, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Because there's some days, like, I, I, you know, I'm in my apartment. I'm getting ready. But I just, I don't want to go. Yes. Like, I, I really just don't feel up to it. I, I just kind of lounge around and I'm like, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. I get there and, like, it takes me so long to get started. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost, like, 45 minutes and then... I'm feeling finally warmed up. Yeah. And I then know. after class, that's when I feel good. Like after it's that adrenaline Totally true, dump, man. It is so true. I tell my girl, I've never left that class. Every time I go, I don't want to go, but I've never left not feeling better, not feeling like I accomplished something, not feeling good. Does powerlifting do the same? It like, does, do you- but it's, uh, it's, it's not, it, you can, it's not the same feeling. It, you, I, I leave, I leave the Muay Thai class feeling accomplished. I leave powerlifting feeling I did what I have to do. I can't not powerlifting's like air to me. I can't not do it. Muay Thai is like a, a, a hobby, like a great, like a great, awesome thing. Anyone should do it, especially if you're gonna do it. Go to this gym and go to Malapete. It's he's amazing. But uh, I need to powerlift. I could not lift. I could not not do it in my life. I couldn't. Muay Thai. I don't go a lot. It's hard. I mean, uh, I mean, it's hard to get there. The baby and all kinds of things, and maybe even just to get there, like you said, it's hard, tiresome. But uh, powerlifting's—it's part of me. Yeah. So a lot. That's that's like seems to be the common theme. Like I've, I'm learning about people who are passionate about stuff, right? They have they have hobbies about a, pun, a bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm a hobbyist of of like video games. I love like TV, comics, yes. movie stuff. Like, but there are just certain things that like I need to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like. Muay Thai is one of them, and uh, it's you know I love to airsoft. It's it's one of the probably dorkiest things that like, anyone <laughs> can do because it's like it's paintballing, but super like let's dress up and pretend we're like that's cool, you man. know. But like, it's it's super. It's just when you go, you, there's this weird feeling that you get afterwards. And lately, for me, it's become yoga. Like I've discovered that. Yeah, it's so weird you say that. I was hearing Joe Rogan talk about it, and I'm like. And he used to talk, kind of like knock it down because they, they're saying that you could, if you do enough yoga, you could get into like a DMT trip in your head. But he's saying that it's it takes you out of your body or something. Funny you say that. Uh, there's the – so one of our – the yoga instructor that I go to, and this is kind of like one of the big things that I, I love about it. It's that um, – I walked into this class, and you know, there's always these mis- misconceptions of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also this, like, I don't know if it's an ego thing or, like, you know, yoga is, like, considered, like, this unmanly thing to do. Or yeah, whatever, I right? think it is. But... A lot of people have this, like, you know, it, it, yeah. there's just this air about it. I walk in through the door, and the guy goes, you know, like, he's constantly telling people to uh, check your ego at the door, release your, you know, release your expectations, don't don't go into this thing thinking this and and it's like the it was it was tough for me to like i was trying because i i I heard him and i was i listened to him yeah first day was really like you know i was looking at the clock it's like damn okay but i felt good afterwards but bruce lee's like quote about you know emptying your cup Mm -hmm. it's one of those things it's like i i obviously went in the first couple of times not truly empty like I, I went in with these expectations and stuff and uh it's it you know for combat sports a lot of people do that they'll, they'll like oh i know how to throw a punch 
So like they'll just not listen to the instructor, and they'll always be stuck with that like one way. Um, but there was a time like when I walked in and and I, I finally just I let go and I did the class. I stopped looking at the clock and I was just doing the I was just doing it. And there was like a day I after the session that I felt euphoric. That was like that's the only way I could explain it. Euphoric. Mm -hmm. Like it was like I was. I was high or something because it was my body was going through this like extreme like happiness and it was weird and that yeah. is since then I've been like addicted like I kind of like this and it's, it's and insane. it helps with your stretching right and your yeah kicks the flexibility and stuff. that's exactly what Joe Rogan was saying my hips have opened up that. yeah that's what I try to do so it's so hard there's a recent picture I posted of of me I I like reached when you're spying or something high kick yeah, I was it. like. Holy crap! That's my that that would be my 500 deadlift for Muay Thai. I want to be able to kick high at least. How Bird does it? Bird, I mean, you spar Bird, he throws that kick up like nothing. I don't even see it coming. To that. He dude's really good, man. Yeah. So when you started powerlifting, because like you you, you know you did your research and mm -hmm. discovered it, um, there's this whole there's this whole like training part of it mm -hmm. that you had to get through. Like what? Kind of walk through like your first time actually doing this. Like, were you in a gym? Or no, your, it's hard to find a good. There's a good gym right now called the Dungeon. It's uh, I think in Orange Cove or somewhere out there. A friend of mine opened it. I haven't been there yet, but most of the gyms are not powerlifting based because they don't even want you to scream or yell when you deadlift or shot. I just started doing it in my garage. But the first time, like everything, I did it wrong. Deadlifting, it, if the bar is just a foot too far or a couple inches too far from your shin. You're gonna feel the power, the strain in your back, and that's what was happening. Oh, so like this is the intricate stuff you're talking about, yeah. right? So like if it's it's the, very very technical. I mean, it is. It sounds like it ain't, but it is. So it's like the way I would equate it then for like, uh, like for me it would be Muay Thai, right? So like, you could throw a kick, <laughs> yeah, dude. but if you're not rotating your your, yes. your toe or your your, your shin <laughs> enough or whatever, just a little bit. You're not getting yeah, enough rotation. Yeah, I, I still don't have problems with that. But I, a friend of mine just yesterday or the other day was telling me, yeah, I think it was yesterday, Joe, is this how you kick? And I'm like, he goes, is this how you kung fu kick? And he's like, <laughs> no, dude, and I don't do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> and I was explaining to him how just, but you're right, like my first day. And it's funny because when you go to go back to what you were saying about being intimidated to go yoga, I was literally turning back when I was driving to Malafi the first time. In my mind, you probably don't remember the movie, but it's old. Officer and gentleman, there's a scene where Richard Gere has a flashback where he's walking in the alley with these Thai guys, these kids, and then they're, he thinks they're friends and they stop and they go, you give me money, and they kick his ass, and I'm like, that's what it's going to be, I'm going to go in there and they're going to be like, you want to learn Muay Thai, and they're going to beat me up, you know, I was nervous, man, I mean, nervous like to the point where, uh, not to talk a lot about my past, but when I'd get in violent confrontations or fights or gun battles or whatever I used to do, I used to get that, that's how I felt, and then the only reason... I kept driving was because of my daughter, which I thought was going to be a boy. So I was going to do this classes. So I think I told you so I could train, teach him because I do believe that uh, being able to not just to street fight, but being able to really know, all right, this guy, I have no choice but to fight this man. I know what I'm going to do. I know how to properly kick. And I think that helps you be aware uh, for a man or a woman, a well-balanced person, you know, and that's what I want. That's, that's one of the main reasons why I like the combat sports training. And I believe just the – it's martial arts mentality, but the way I'm looking at it for like other people, like the martial arts mentality kind of flows through other things, like powerlifting. Mm -hmm. like there's this whole 
mindset you have to be in to get through this. I mean, like there are people who are going to yeah. tell you that you're, oh, you're doing it wrong or you're, you're not lifting enough or you're doing this, but you like, you have to be disciplined yeah. in yourself. I mean, like you were talking, you were talking about like the, the, the intricacies. Literally, if, if you, yeah, answer. So, and just, I remember the first time I did a 435 without a belt, which, cause you, you, you're supposed to use a, a powerlifting belt. There's different kinds. There's bodybuilding and powerlifting. Wait, wait. So I only know like, like you those see, like those Jim Weeder ones. With yeah, the, yeah. There's there's an actual. Yeah, like, because what it is is that a, a powerlifting belt, it's a little thicker. It's so it'd be about four inches or so. And there's lever belts which I have, which you put on and and it just goes over like leverage. Great, great design. And then there's also uh, single uh, ply ones or you know single prong ones or double prong. But yeah, there's a difference between a powerlifting belt and a just, just a, a Jim Jim Weeder belt. And I never use them because what well, you're supposed to use them over 75%, and I don't, which because I want to build my strength, my stomach core. You know, not that not that to have abs, but your core. Yeah, that's good. It's 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 sounds like a, a one of those philosophy things. It's it's for how you decide mm-hmm. as long as you're doing it correctly. Because yeah. there's that same argument people make with like headgear for sparring, right? Yeah. I mean, there's that argument where they're saying that oh, headgear is detrimental for sparring because it's like you'll get hit in the head more. Um, because you know you're not you although you're you're subconsciously thinking I have a I have headgear I don't have to worry about getting hit in the head too bad so you have it on yeah and, you're and when hit you in the don't head. have it on when you yeah you're more careful that's the thing I hate about sparring I always get punched in the face <laughs> I can't not get punched in the face I don't have a big fucking a big head but I'm always getting hit in the head the last time I sparred was I went during the day. And uh, uh, I sparred with this uh, guy, and he was just hitting me in the head, and I couldn't get away from it. And then I kind of lost my cool, and I threw two hard ones at his face, barely missed them. But then I'm like, yeah, that was good. And then I hit him in the body, good, bam. And then he goes, let's just kick. <laughs> so he started kicking, but I'm like, and I know it's my it's my head. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I, the, the reason I pay every year, and I'm going to keep doing it, because my, my whole thing in my head is that eventually – Powerlifting is going to subside, and maybe that Muay Thai will sink in. It will bite into me, and I'll because I know I, I want to do it always. I always want to go to a class or something, but maybe I'll catch, I'll catch that bug, and I'm like, I'm going to go three times a week, or I'm going to go four times a week. So going back to powerlifting, when when you when you made the transition, it was a complete mental shift for you. It was like I'm going to weightlift. Yeah, and, and then, it was it was very hard. It's good you asked me that because I would try to do both. I would try to power lift with the main lifts, and then I try to do all kinds of reps. And it so you can't working. just you can't just it's a it's a session on its own powerlifting. Yeah, you could like I was telling you about power building because the whole thing for powerlifting is the one exercise. It'd be the deadlift, the bench, the squat, and the uh, overhead press. So everything you do after that is accessory works, but they're powerlifting accessory works. So they're all things that are going to help you increase your deadlift, the main lifts. So there is no everything – like if you were to do a, a shoulder uh, um, uh, like presses, uh, seated presses with dumbbells, that's going to help with your – that's going to build this. But it's not going to really help you with your one rep overhead max. So that you got to do things that only help that. And it's hard to because I love to lift. So you're in there and you're doing it and you want to extend it because the whole powerlifting session could be over and – 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what. But I would keep doing all these other things. And I'm on these uh, sites, and I was telling people, and they're like, you got to slow down with too much accessory and just focus on your main lifts. And it, it, it has to go to what you want, how fast you want to get it. 
you have to listen to your body, which is the main, 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 main thing. Ego lifting, like I was telling you, it's very hard to do that because once you're in there, if you love it, you want to go all out. And my girlfriend would tell me, take it easy today. There is no taking it easy with powerlifting. <laughs> and I don't know how. Like, I mean, it is literally everything in the world to me. I mean, other than, and this is no, it's the honest, honest truth. Other than the birth of my baby, when I deadlifted that 500 pounds, that was the single greatest moment of my life. And it ain't nothing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a weight that would say, yeah, he's strong and doing your body weight, he's strong. And there's calculations to tell where an average guy's strong. But, uh, uh, and I'm not average. I'm for, I mean, for powerlifting, I, I think I'm avid. I'm an avid lifter. But, uh, that was my, uh, literally my the second greatest moment of my life because it was a goal I had for years, bro, for years to get that 500 deadlift. The 600 deadlift, I'm, I know I'm going to get it. It's not as, satisfying as the 500 was you know yeah that's that's a very interesting take because like when you set a goal that you thought i mean you think it could be out of reach like mm -hmm. it's, it's in your head it, it you set this goal and it's like i'll never do it yeah. but you but you want to right yeah like there's this whole philosophy and i i'm not going to get into that completely yet where it's like if you have this um when I first started combat sports, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm never going to fight. I'm not going to do it, you know? Um, and then somehow I managed to, to, to start doing it. Yeah. But there was no better feeling I imagine, for me. Dude. Like there's this one. That is awesome. But it was always that, it was always just that one though. Everything else after that will never be the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I guess, Cause there's not much, I mean, like I can really relate to, like, I, like, do you, when I, when I go to Muay Thai or when I want to airsoft or when I want to do something, I, I sometimes want to hype myself up. I, I watch videos. Oh I, yeah. Do, are that. You, do you do that with dude? Yes, bro. Oh, it, uh, there's different workout sessions as anything in life. Sometimes you just got to get through it. And like they say, your mind's not into it. You're tired. You just got to do the reps, do what you got to do, get the hell out of there because you're not feeling it you don't feel good many many reasons but but you're doing it but then there's times when i'm just can't wait to grab that bar and then i look up lillibridge deadlifts brandon lily deadlifts because they have this whole little uh like i mean a uh, routine they do before they hit the bar and it just pumps me up man and then i also like that joe rogan be the hero real movie i hear that like once a week dude it is the greatest thing and i know it's to the extreme sometimes you can't be the hero real movie but uh, it, it's a way to pump yourself up and you get there and then you got the music going. The problem I was having for about four to five months, I wasn't progressing. I'm like, what the hell's different? I was hearing Dawkins, Harris, Hitchens lectures when I'm working out. So I'm like, what the hell are you saying? I'm rewinding and my mind is there, not focusing on the next lift. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I would, what I would do is wait till I got through the main lift, hear music. And, and the music, I don't even hear it. It's background noise. What I'm really doing is focusing on what I'm doing, focusing on what I'm doing. All right, this is what I'm going to do next. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. In my mind, I'm saying that. Me, me, me. You got this. You got this. So when I'm done with the main lift, then I'll play the damn uh, the lectures or I'll hear them because the rest is accessory. And on the accessories, you don't go as hard. They're all like uh, to help the main lift. So go through an actual like session, like uh, um, what goes not only goes through your mind, what you're feeling, your body's feeling, and, and just kind of like – how how it gets to the point after you're done you i like deadlift i'll say that my one of my mistakes i was doing is i wasn't stretching enough i'm old now, older now so i would stretch real quick i, I stretch now now muay thai helped me with that i stretch for about 20 minutes before i start and during this 
I'm focusing on, all right, here's what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And then I get out there and then I follow this uh, linear progression program. So one week I'll do five, five sets and the next week I'll do three sets. And then eventually it's like five, three, one, and then I'll max out. I have a problem with, I can't not go hard all the time. So after I do the fives, beast I, mode. Yeah, all day, man, <laughs> I can't do it. And, and I, I can't put the, click that switch where I know it's right. But I, after I do my reps, I go about one or two heavy, heavy, heavy sets. So on a, uh, I deadlifted two days ago, a couple, three days ago, but I've been sick for a week. So I'm like, I should take it slow. I can't do it. I got up to, I did my required sets. I think the last one was 450 for three. And then I just, I'm like, I should stop. I'm not. And I did 490 and I got it. I'm like, hell yeah, that's good for being sick for a week and not eating. And then, uh, so I stopped. And then you start, you're, then you really, in my mind, that's when the workout starts because the accessory is done. Then you start, I start, I'll start doing, uh, uh, pulls, lap pull downs, pulls, one arm, uh, um, uh, man, they call them gator, gator rolls where you, it's a hundred pound. I use a hundred pound and you do as many as you can. Bam, bam, bam. And that really helps build your back because it's all strength in your back for everything. And then after I'm done uh, with it, it takes about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. I'll uh, uh, just unwind, man, stretch out and chill. This whole this whole But the thing about it takes uh, – it literally if, – if whoever's out there that deadlifts it heavy, you're dead. You cannot have sex. You cannot do nothing. I'm sitting on the couch just watching TV. I can't even think, man. It's a full body workout. It's a full body workout. Deadlifts everything, man. A deadlift is the greatest overall strength exercise and it physically strong you could grab somebody and when you're like when we spar and, and when i clinch up i could feel that some not everybody some of the guys i'm like man i'm stronger than this dude and i could throw him means nothing i thought that because i'm i'm power lift i could have I a man have, has no role over to any type of muay thai or no i don't care how strong you are well, there's, These a, guys there, there's a difference i'm gonna i'll tell you on, on that because there's always technique Technique and strength will, will definitely play into your favor when you start really getting good with technique and yeah. you start really putting in the time for it, right? So it's, it's, technique is really essential for, for things. So like if you, if you lack in technique, but you have strength, you might be able to outpower the, the technique guy, but the technique guy knows little intricate things that could stop you in his world, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a balance. So, it's not you're not too far off, but uh, like you could definitely you could definitely power someone like I like who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like I I you know when when you're sparring or I'll even I'll even use this example like I like I said I did MMA right so I sucked at uh, jujitsu like I was horrible at it uh, I would get submitted all day <laughs> you know and I like. I use this example. There's a there's a, a trainer um, who runs uh, Hoist Gracie of Hanford. Um, his name is Tosh uh, Tosh Cook. His wife uh, they used to teach at the Valley Fight Club in Hanford, and his wife is uh, a black belt. She's a tiny tiny person, like really really small. Maybe about I felt at least to me it felt like she was a foot smaller than me. Mm -hmm. Definitely weighed less. And we we got the geese going. I, I was partnered with her. We started rolling, and I was submitted probably less than 20 or 30 seconds. She had me choked out, like with she she stuck her lapel out. I grabbed it because I thought she was like I was like yeah I'm gonna bring you closer to me. And so like she ended up like I ended up just like yeah that was kind of like when I was like oh yeah okay so this grappling stuff business is really that's not for me. <laughs> but 
I, I, some guy who used to talk all this crap about like, oh, you know, martial arts, this, I know what I'm doing. I have like this, um, grappling background or whatever. Uh, we started rolling and, uh, this is me being a dick now, (laughs) but like, you know, I was, I was kind of like loosely rolling with him and the guy starts, uh, like I, I could see everything like with him, like he's untrained, obviously. And then one of the, the guys comes in and says, uh, basically what was happening was like a, a guy, like one of the trainers walked in mm-hmm. and he was telling me I was looking really good. So what I ended up doing was I submitted the guy like with a Kimura lock in like 10 seconds of like actually p- applying my knowledge. And you know how you just started training Muay Thai? I guarantee you, when if you ever get into a street fight, you will toy with the, that Dude, person. Dude, that's so funny you say that. Uh, uh, they send me all these things. A friend of mine sends me all these things of uh, uh, street fights. And I'm like, why are they fighting like that? And But I guess I did too. They're, it's the same stance. Yeah, I was and about to. <laughs> damn leg is right there. And I'm like, if that. you would kick the hell out of that leg, yeah, that guy's going to have some serious thinking to do, man. What am I going to do now? I just don't get how they – and then none of them – think to throw a straight jab it's always this and that's the fastest way to get to your face want a quick tip on how to knock out someone during a, a street fight throw one twos that's yeah it. yeah that's all you need that's exactly what i was i was oh man you read my mind i, I was seeing this and i was because um someone at work was asking me I, they had box or something younger guys and then he's like uh i go man they're doing the same thing all you would have to do is bam 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 kick kick i mean uh, that, that guy's gonna have an issue <laughs> Okay, so going back to powerlifting, and and we're pretty close to wrapping it up. Um, powerlifting obviously seems super dangerous, or at it, least, I mean, this is. Oh, the, I didn't tell you this. This to listen to, to uh, how smart uh, Mr. Powerlifter guy is. I'm bench pressing. I had it. It's totally about, but I've did it so much. I I'm. I, it's just routine to me now to bench. So I'm benching. And I have about not a, a crazy amount, 325 pounds on there. That's not a lot. But I have my safety bars at – this is after the week that I've been sick. My safety bar is at um, uh, seven instead of nine. So what the safety bar is because I work out alone, if I drop that, if I can't lift it and I drop it, this, the bar will catch it. If, uh, you want to the bar will catch it so I don't kill myself. But they were at seven. So instead of being here on my chest, they were here. So I'm doing the 325. And I was feeling weak, and I shouldn't have did it. So I got up to like three or four, and then I'm like, that's it. And I drop it, but it's too low. It crushed me all here. I had to go to the side, pull myself out. I was red. I had a big old red mark, It, it and I put it on Facebook. I think it was longer than a week ago. And then uh, uh, it was very dangerous. I, if they were any lower, it's 325 pounds just falling on your Crush chest. Your I couldn't believe it. I was so mad at myself. I know better. And every time since I've worked out, every time, look, 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 I make sure all the safety bars are in, the screws are in, everything's good. One time I didn't do it, and that happened. And, it, yeah, it is. That benching, heavy benching, even light benching is uh, very dangerous. Overhead press, and one other time I was overhead pressing, I think it was like 220, but I didn't have enough big of a breath, so I, all my breath was out of me, and I was like, shh. And I blacked out and I fainted with the bar, but my hands gripped. So when it fell on the on the powerlifting bars, I was like, 
So there, there's you have like this. It's not even no. I mean, I blew about, out like, my leg. I blew out my back. I, yeah. It's, so you're not this like when you're saying full body workout. You're literally yes. Like, there's there's breath technique yeah. for this stuff. There's yeah. It's it's way more intricate than people think. It's a lot of technical stuff. It's a lot. It's really it's a lot. If you want to get good at it. That's crazy. I I just see this is mind blowing to me because like I said I I'm I'm in. I'm ignorant when it comes to powerlifting, and and all I ever see of powerlifting is is these little clips that you see, yeah. and so you don't get the full aspect of like no. of of powerlifting because it's like. And like, all, if you were to talk to any of those guys, they're obviously I mean elite. They would have the same, but I, it doesn't matter how elite they are with their thirteen hundred squats and thousand bent deadlifts and everything that they do. To me, the obsession is the same. The desire is the same. It's the same flame. It's the same it, to them and to me. It is not something I do as a hobby. It is my life. I cannot function without lifting weights. That week I was gone, that I couldn't work out. I was the depressed, the most depressed I've been. I'm feeling my arms. I'm like, I'm getting softer. Everything's, what's going on? It was horrible. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I've noticed that, like, if you don't do the thing that you love, yeah, you get, you get yes. bummed out. Like, Depressed is a really good word because yes. you you feel this this down right like yes if, like if you like you know I, I honestly sometimes I hate going on vacations for that reason like it, it screws up your routine yeah I mean yeah. like you you're gonna have fun you know you're gonna have fun and it is it is gonna be fun but there's always there's also that piece in the back of my mind that's always like damn I'm gonna have to like change my routine real quick I gotta get something going. And it's it's weird to hear that because it's like, well, I guess it's not really weird. It's just it, it's the common theme that I'm learning with people who are yeah, passionate about. Yeah, I something. think I agree with that totally, man. And I love that. And, and I like I'm either all in or all out. Uh, my girlfriend, I know we have to quit. She took me to this house and this lady's a psychiatrist chick or something. And she started telling it. It came up my obsession with Carlos, and she goes, "You shouldn't be obsessed with anything. Do you know it's wrong? It's a negative." And I'm like, "Is that right?" And I'm trying to be rude, and I really wanted to tell her in a strong terms, what the hell are you talking about? And I go, well, look, let me let me tell you this. I go, I don't think it's wrong. It helped me get sober. It focused me. Oh, do you, would you consider people that go to church three times a week and on Sunday obsessed? Well, no. Okay, then take out obsessed and just put the word dedicated and in there. And is it that any? Is there something wrong in that? How I don't hurt nobody. I'm doing this in my garage. You shouldn't be obsessed with anything. It's bad for you. Are you crazy? That's what makes great people. That's what makes people great. Einstein was obsessed with something. Everyone that's obsessed with something, something good comes around. I'm not talking about to my detriment. It's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. And if you're going to be obsessed with anything, let it be something that benefits you, that helps you, that, that, that gives you pleasure and then in turn makes you want to be your better person to be around. Yeah, like a positive a kind positive of thing. vibe. And she was so adamant that you should not. And I'm like, well, what should I do? Stop working out? Work out once a week? Yeah, like, no, I literally get obsessed. I mean, yes. Um, I, I was, <laughs> there's this show that I, that I, I know this is like getting off topic, but wait, wait. it's uh, Netflix's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've seen every single one. I can't love a show more. And not to interrupt you, I've, ever since The Office, I'm like, why is she not more famous? Wait, you? Why is she not more famous? <laughs> Why doesn't she get a show? And I told my girlfriend, babe, she has a show. And she's like, does she? Yeah. And it made me mad when I seen her on 22 Jump Street and they had her a little part. I'm like, she's a star. She's hilarious. She's amazing. 
Yeah, third. I'm on my third watch through. <laughs> no like, shit. Yeah, when I'm saying obsessed, I I do get obsessed. <laughs> right. This on, is bro. kind of, and I'll get I'll get back to the addictive personality. Part of one of the 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 things that scared me originally about uh, getting into like doing any drugs or alcohol was that I kind of knew that I had an addictive personality because I get obsessed about stuff. I really do. Like. If I find out I love something and it feels really good, I go all in. <laughs> like the same that's way. with Muay Thai. Like so MMA. Like I found out I was like you know I like the sport. I liked it. I I kind of started doing it, and it wasn't really the obsessive. Like I was obsessed, but I I didn't it didn't latch me. But like when I discovered traditional Muay Thai, like I just got obsessed. It got I like I looked into the culture. I looked into like the things that like I wanted to learn about the Y crew. I wanted to learn about this stuff. That's why like I know the the people that I know, um, yeah. you know, on YouTube because I, I I dove deep into like this whole thing and zombies. Like I could talk for hours oh, about zombies God. because like I love them. I'm obsessed over something that's you know it's fictional, but like it's there's this whole <laughs> science. It's so well, you're right. Like I do think I'm a nerd because just last night I was going to sleep and in my mind. Often I'll pretend like it's the, it's a, I'm in The Walking Dead and how would I survive? And now I'm at Daryl in my head. I'm playing this whole scene out <laughs> like I'm like a survivor, <laughs> and then I end up falling asleep. And I do this a lot because I just since I was a kid, I've I've loved the, the first zombie movie I ever seen was Dawn of the Dead, the original, which is the greatest one yes, I think. It is. The scene in the basement, oh my God, can you get more horrific than that? And I don't know how Romero kind of fell off with the rest of it, but I like them all. I see everything. It is. Same here. I mean, I have. Uh... Like Land of the Dead. I have uh, yeah. Diary of the Dead. Yeah. His what is that latest one that came out? Survival of the yeah. Dead. Yeah, I have them. I have them all. Love them. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping things up. Uh, you have uh, obviously this powerlifting is 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 something that if you want to get into, there's a lot you kind of. Yeah, the, the, what I would suggest for anyone that wants to do it, and they should, because it. It's it would if if you wanted to get big powerlift for a year it's gonna help you with your strength and then just just off and start bodybuilding it would help you if you wanna do jujitsu if you wanna do muay thai if you wanna do anything you don't have to go to the very extreme that I do to lift the mag but powerlifting will overall help your core help your strength especially with jujitsu yeah because it doesn't seem like it's more of an aesthetic mass thing no. now so that see that was again my misconception no. was that I thought powerlifters were just their 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 goal was to get big and mm -hmm. and lift these big things right so like well I mean they are big but a lot of them are on steroids and stuff which I'm for do whatever the hell you want you want to see as much a human being can lift and do whatever you can to lift and do it but uh, I don't take anything I mean creatine potatoes steak but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm on board with potatoes and steak you know but I tell them uh, uh but. <laughs> It's whatever you want to do, guys. <laughs> I try to eat steak three at least three times a week. But it's what I was happening and I was gaining weight when I go to Muay Thai class. I, I it's hard, it clashes. But my whole goal is eventually that Muay Thai would because when you're talking about getting obsessed with it, when I start watching it and your videos I watch and that day I wasn't gonna go and I see you sparring, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, you pump me up. So seeing it, I'm like, I get all pumped up when I see John Warren Parr, I seen that documentary, I was like, God, I love this shit. I wanna I wanna be good. I wanna be able to say I'm good at this. And then it goes away and then I start powerlifting and then life comes in and focus and it's hard. That's the that's the difference between uh, you know, I think a, a top level athlete and, and just a person who 
loves this stuff yeah. obsessively, but you know, does it, you know, all the same. You know, it's uh, things can get in the way, and we're we're okay with that. I mean, it like yeah, you know, we're we're talking about like yeah. it's it does bum us out, but I mean you gotta it, accept it. Yeah, it's just, it's just part of life, and and being able to roll with that, and and it's kind of it's kind of crazy to 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 see how much powerlifting kind of just in, in I guess in in the body mechanic sense it might clash with Muay Thai but I mean yeah. the, the mentality is is exactly there and how yeah the intricate and like, everyone on my forums that I they're like you got to drop one and I never knew what they meant until because after I deadlift I'll work out one day I'll try to do a Muay Thai class the next day but you're not rested because when you go sometimes I can't even punch my shoulders are on fire I can't I'm like damn oh, I have damn. to hold my arms down and I'm like and then other, I know people are seeing it like all oh, this guy's, which I'm not trying to impress nobody. I ain't good. I'll tell you straight up, but it kills my shoulders and I'm just wore out by the time I get there. It take, and I noticed that that's what age, it takes me around two days. And like the second days I start feeling like, uh, uh, like I'm sore or something. It's so, hard. Um, last question on this whole thing. Would, would you, if someone wants to get into powerlifting, what, what would you recommend? I would recommend highly get it, uh, Jim Wheeler's five three one. That will uh, the, the the first copy. It will break down. Is that a book? Yeah, it's a book. Uh, it would literally. I have it on my phone. It's called Strength Standards. You get that app. You type in your numbers. It lays out the program for you. You follow that program. You're gonna make advances. And it's and it's like Jim Wheeler says. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You're gonna and it's hard for young guys because I mean you're, they're they're just out thrown rockets right now but if you just slow down and go and go with that book that's what really got me going and then of course you can go to the lily bridge uh west side method brandon uh uh brandon lily whatever other things you want to do after you do that for a couple of rotations a year or two i did i did it for like two years and then now then you could switch it up to do heavy singles heavy triples whatever feels good for you and then you're on your way man yeah it's always about uh like you said it's always about the journey never yes, the destination. it is brother it is it is all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, any last uh, statements, words you got? Uh, Ronda Rousey's a legend. Yeah, she's going to go hey, down as the best. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda Rousey is the best. She's probably, in my opinion, I think They were she's comparing her to Mike Tyson, which I, I just seen a Tyson documentary the other day, and I think that it's unfair. I love Rousey, but no one is her competition. There's no equal for her. Nobody. She's gonna beat Cyborg, I think, if she could. She's pound for pound. I she like I, I don't know if ooh, it's been talked ooh. about, but I think she's pound for pound one of the greatest. She's a no genders, legend. you know. Yeah. Like yes. Yes. Pound for pound, one of the greatest. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Well, you know what, Joe? Thanks so much for doing this. I've learned not like it's it's piqued my interest. I'm not gonna do it because <laughs> holy shit, that's that's a lot to go through. But you definitely. Hope it wasn't uh, boring, man. I hope no. it wasn't boring. I tell my girl, man, what is he going to ask me about? I don't have no, uh, I hope I'm not going to come up with uh, boring. <laughs> Hell no. That was really, really fun. And I, I yeah, was, definitely was. thought it was uh, super, uh, I don't even know, I would say inspirational, but like, I, you know, it was, de it definitely pumped me up. So um, thanks again for, no for jumping Thank on. Thank you. All right, guys. This is another episode of Not So Average. Uh, I need a sign off. What's a good sign-off? Um, shit. <laughs>